You know, holiness is just as relevant today as it was a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. You know, the Word of God tells us that we need to be living a holy life. We're going to be talking about this. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Hello, Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking about holiness and the importance of walking in holiness. You know, a lot of people would say, you know, that's just old time stuff. That's thousand years ago, a hundred years ago. No, it applies today just as much as it did a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago. 4,000 years ago, God expects us to live a holy life. And I think this is a very, very important subject to be ministering on. You know, as this series, Developing Intimacy with God, I believe if you are walking to where you just totally disregard holiness in your life, I believe it will massively hinder your walk with God and it will keep you from having intimacy with God. You know, I just feel in my heart it's just one of the most important things that we can do be doing as believers in Christ. Yes, there's more. There's other things as well, but I think this is something that's extremely important and it's something that we should be applying to our lives on a consistent, constant basis. So let's go ahead and jump on into this. Isaiah 6.3 says this, They were calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heavens of army. The whole earth is filled with with his glory. You know, holy, holy, holy is not just repetition, but it emphasizes it's just one plus one plus one. It's perfection times perfection times perfection. You know, and these are angels in in the throne room of God that is flying around saying, holy, holy, holy. And this is a vision that God gave Isaiah to be able to see into the throne room and to be able to see how holy he is. You know, what does holy mean? You know, uh, the Hebrew word is kadash, which means it's set apart or separated or distinctive, different, transcendent. It also has the idea of perfection, purity, and moral cleanliness. And you know, um, a lot of people would say, you know, Sean, it's just impossible for me to be holy. It's impossible uh, uh, for me. And I'm going to tell you, and I will reassure you that, yes, there's going to be times that we're going to fail. There's going to be times that we're going to be drop the ball. There's going to be times that we are not living holy, but it's something that we can pursue in our lives. But we'll learn more about that as we go on. So the Lord gave Isaiah a vision of his holiness and glory. Isaiah recognized God's holiness. He is set apart. He is entirely different from all beings throughout the universe, including mankind, which points to his pure and perfect character. Amen. You know, his separation from sin, his opposition to all that is evil. You know, he he reveals his holiness by his decisions and his acts. You know, Exodus 5.11 says, Who is like you among the gods, O Lord, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders? You know, I don't know about you, but it's kind of like thinking about the love of God. I cannot fathom the the, the totality of the love of God. 
I will never be able to totally understand what it what the total love of God means. So it's the same thing as far as holiness. And, and, and we will never be able to fully understand the holiness of God. And I think sometimes we have a propensity to minimize the holiness of God. Sometimes we minimize the need for us to walk in holiness. So let's go ahead and look at this. God's holiness is so far beyond anything the human mind can even grasp. You know, it's the highest quality of degree has to be invented to express it. It's kind of like saying beyond words can even express. You know, have you ever been in a situation like something maybe you love or like or whatever it may be, and you can't even express it with the words that we even know as a human? So it's the same thing. We can't even express the holiness of God. You know, we we seem to think that we can try to understand, and that's okay. You can try to understand the holiness of God, but again, you will never, ever be able to understand it. But I can say this, you can ask the Holy Spirit to begin to show you and help you understand holiness and to, to ask the Holy Spirit to be able to start walking in holiness in your own life because you can, you can walk in holiness. I'm not sitting here saying that I have arrived because I have not. There's many things that I look at my life and I say, Lord, I need your help. I need to fix this in my life. I need to fix this area in my life. And I do that on a consistent, constant basis because it is a heart's desire of me to walk in more holiness in my life. Um, and now also it is transcendent beyond or above the range of normal or merely physical human experience. So again, anything and everything that we can experience or do as far as in our walk to become holy or be holy is far beyond that. It, you again, it's something I believe that we will never be able to truly understand until we get into the throne room, until we do get to heaven, until we do be able to get into the heaven and experience a holiness that, that is of God. Amen. Psalms 29 2 says, Honor the Lord for the glory of his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. God's absolute holiness must be recognized and proclaimed. You know, again, you know, I sit here and think about this in, in today's time, we are, we are running into so many people that, that is, is, is like taking God's grace for granted, spitting in the face of God and his grace that he extends to us and, and feeling like we can live a life that's sloppy before God and we don't have to have any regard for the sin in our lives or the way that we're living. And I will tell you this, a little bit later into this message, maybe today or the next message of holiness, we'll talk about this. But I'm telling you, we cannot disregard holiness in our lives. And we may get into this a little bit more, but I want to share this. You know, a lot of people will say this, but see, I was made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. But see, the thing of it is, is we have to understand righteousness in Christ is not holiness. Righteousness is what Jesus did. Holiness is, is what we do. Amen. So see, it's two totally different things. Yes, you're right. We have been made righteous in Christ Jesus, but God still expects us to live a holy life. 
God still expects us to walk in holiness and practice holiness and seek holiness and strive after holiness. But again, I was going to get to this. It says God's absolute holiness must be recognized and proclaimed. It must be proclaimed in churches. We cannot afford to be pastors and ministers of the gospel and dummy down holiness, water down holiness. But there's so many believers or churches, so to speak, ministers of the gospel that won't touch this message because they don't want to lose who they have in their church. I say, preach it. And if they leave, they leave. You know, we cannot afford to have to answer to God that we did not minister the gospel truthfully. We did not share the full truth. Amen. I don't know about you, but when, you know, I want the full truth. I want to know the truth. I want to know what the truth is so that I can make that choice to live that truth. I don't want to be lied to and manipulated and manipulated to, to stay in a church uh, uh, because they're fearful of, of ministering the truth about sin and holiness. I want to hear the truth. And again, you know, I believe there's a balance, but I don't want to speak in such a way to make you feel like, okay, now I've got a comfort zone that I can live in. I got a fence that I can tow the line or a line in the sand, and I can tow that and I can live any way I want as long as I tow that line. That's not what I'm saying. There is a balance. There's a balance because in, in such a way that some people can get way off in the right ditch and now they start leave, living a legalistic life and, and everything is legalistic. Everything about their life in Christ is, is legalism, the do's and don'ts. I don't know about you. I don't live the do's and don'ts. I'm aware of do's and don'ts. I'm aware of the don't do these things and do these things. I'm aware of that. But see, the thing of it is, is I seek to live a life in Christ in such a way that I want to be a God pleaser. I want to please God. And because of me wanting to please God, it's not about the do's and don'ts. It's just about loving my Father God. It's about chasing after Him. It's about uh, 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 having a relationship with Him, having intimacy with Him. So see, to me, that is not the do's and don'ts and legalistic. That's, that's just being aware of what pleases him and wanting to do that and wanting to live that way. I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't sit here and think, oh, I'm going to lose my salvation. I'm going to lose my salvation. I can tell you this, you know, from my walk 33 years ago to the point that, I, that I'm at right now, I can truly say that I have walked a path in such a way that I have increased my uh, uh, holiness, so to speak. You know, and again, you know, I don't want people to say, oh, that guy thinks he's holier than thou. That's not what this is about. But I could just say that, you know, as I've walked this path, I've let go. They, I've let go things in my life, meaning sin, things that I was holding on to, things that I felt like was okay. I have let them go. I have guarded myself. I have said, these are TV shows I'm not watching. These are movies I'm not watching. I'm not partaking in this music. I'm not partaking in this type of drinking or or whatever, meaning I, I, I choose not to drink. I choose not to participate in those type of things in my life. So see, what I'm saying is, is when I, when as I get older and as I get older in the Lord, I begin to, to realize that. These things are not worth it, and I want to walk away from them, and I want to be free from them, and I want to do all the more to be pleasing unto God. I mean, so see, again, it's not about legalism. It's not about uh, the do's and don'ts. It's just my heart and who I am and 
how I want to live and how I want to chase after God. Amen. So then again, going back to God, God's absolute holiness must be recognized and proclaimed in the churches and then among God's people and just as it is in the heavens. You know, we need to proclaim the holiness of God even even in the secular world where people are not believers and they choose not to live for God. They don't want to know about God. We need to even exclaim the holiness of God in those areas of the world as well because I believe people's hearts can be touched. People's hearts can be gotten a hold of for the gospel of Jesus Christ for the kingdom of God. Amen. So see, Jesus himself, and we know this, is holy. To serve the Lord, we must see the holiness and glory of Christ. If Jesus Christ were not the holy and sinless Son of God, he could not be the Savior of the world. Amen. Um, he would be short of God's glory as, as we are and as guilty of sin as we are. And then he would have been in need of a savior, savior as well. But see, we know that Jesus lived a life sinless. He did not sin. He was without sin. Amen. So that's why he was the perfect sacrifice for you and I that need uh, to be free from sin, need to be forgiven of our sins. We need that blood of Jesus Christ that was shed upon the cross to wash our sins away. Amen. So, uh, but the wonderful truth is Jesus is the son of God, holy and sinless and the savior of the world. So God expects us to be holy. And see, this is where the message lies. You know, uh, as many as people will try to blow this off, many people will try to uh, minimize this. The truth is there. The word of God is there. You cannot deny it. You cannot, you cannot ignore it. It is there. First Peter 1, 5, uh, 15, 16, it says, but now you must be holy in everything you do. Now, this is the word of God. This is not Sean Paul saying this. This isn't something that I came up with and, 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 and you know, it sounded good. So I'm going to say it. No, this is the word of God. And we got to live our lives according to the word of God. And, 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 you know, if it says that we must be holy in everything we do, it must be possible. So that to me, what that tells me is we need to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with the Holy Spirit saying, Holy Spirit, this is what the Word says. I need help now. I need to walk this out in my life. So just as God who chose you is holy, for the Scripture says you must be holy because I am holy. You know, and I remember when I gave my life to Jesus Christ and, you know, I was a soldier in the military and I, I, I was a horrible human being. I had horrible thoughts. I did horrible things. And, you know, I justified these things. I was aware of God. I'm not saying that I was agnostic or atheist because that's far from the truth. I knew God existed, but at the same time, I knew I wasn't living for God. See, I was a believer in Christ when I was a teenager, when I was like 14, 15 years old. I, I served God. I loved God. I chased God. And then when I got my driver's license at 16, I started getting crazy and walked away from God. But see, I knew who God was. But over those years of, of, of living a life of hell, so to speak, 
I basically minimized my uh, understanding who God was, and I began to start disallowing things to come forth in my life and begin to say, ah, that's okay. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. So then there was things that I was beginning to uh, uh, accept, so to speak, and say, this is okay, and it's okay to live this way. But see, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I got the Word of God. I got a Bible. I got a Bible for my wife. I got a Bible for myself. I started reading the Bible. I started looking at the Bible. I began to see, wait a minute, this is not right. This is this right here says this, and I've been thinking this. No, I need to fix this. I can't think this way. I can't do these things. I can't live this way. So see, I started making myself aware of the holiness of God. I started making myself aware of things that I can't do and live like. So see, there's really no excuse for anybody. You you should be diving into the word of God, finding out what the truth is and saying, this is the way I am to be living. I can't excuse it. And I am going to fix this area in my life. Amen. So I may have already preached all my notes here, but let's go ahead and look at it. You know, we're talking about developing an intimate relationship with God. When uh, we have been, uh, we have been made righteous through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Just like I said, righteousness is Jesus's part. Holiness is our part. Amen. So see, when we gave our life to Jesus Christ, if you've given your life to Jesus, we were we were made holy at that moment. We were set apart. We were set aside uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ, for the uh, for our Father God. But at the same time, we must maintain that separation. We must maintain that holiness in our lives. Amen. So without holiness, it will hinder your intimate walk with God. So see, what we've got to do is we've got to make a decision in our minds, in our hearts. We have to make a decision to say, I am going to walk in holiness. I want to walk in holiness. And the reason why is because I want to have an intimate relationship with the Father God. I'm in, because I'm just telling you, you can fool yourself all day long, but you know what? If you live a dirty life, you're not going to have an intimate walk with the Lord. You will not have an intimate walk with the Lord. It's absolutely impossible. The word of God is clear that we must be holy in everything we do. And we must be holy because I am holy, meaning uh, the Lord God. I'm in. So let's go ahead and continue on. It must be possible if the word of God expects it from us. I said that earlier. It is not something we can or should avoid. Holy means righteous, pure, sinless, and godly. Perfect, complete, and fulfilled. Separated, entirely different from all who live worldly. So see, you know, a lot of times um, you'll, you'll witness believers in Christ Jesus that says, Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. You know, and some people can uh, say, you're just so judgmental. No, I'm not judgmental. I am here trying to share the word of God with you and encourage you to live a life in Christ. And living a life in Christ is walking in holiness. So again, I'm just sharing the word of God with you. But I remember years ago, I was in my office, uh, a work, the workplace that I worked at, and there's a gentleman there that professed to be a believer in Christ Jesus. And he was have a business meeting with somebody. And um, so he was sitting in his cubicle, so to speak. And, you know, you could clearly hear everything he was saying. 
And uh, the thing of it is, is the gentleman that he was uh, talking to, you know, uh, it was kind of obvious that he was not somebody who was a believer in Christ Jesus because the words that was coming out of his mouth. And so uh, the gentleman that worked in our office was just cussing right along with them. And so, see, to me, uh, that kind of said this is that we in many times or many cases, we are telling the world you can live any way you want and say that you're a believer in Christ. But that is so far from the truth. We cannot be doing that. The word of God says that we must be holy as I am holy. And part of being holy is living a separate separate life, entirely different from the world. So when the world sees us, they should be able to recognize that we are believers in Christ Jesus. Why? Because of our lifestyle, because of what we say, because of what we do. Amen? Because we, you know, we don't have cuss words flying out of our mouth. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, you're not a believer in Christ if you accidentally slip with a cuss word. You know, I remember years ago, uh, I was working for a friend of mine that was a believer and he uh, worked for, um, uh, or he had his own business and it was a moving company and we moved furniture for uh, furniture stores. And I was working for him during a Christmas break. And so we were out delivering furniture and I remember that uh, we went into a store and the, the manager was saying the F word. You know, and so uh, we got back in the truck and he said something that was weird or, or funny or whatever it was. So I proceeded to repeat what he said. And I went, I couldn't believe that I said the F word. And so what I'm saying is, is I slipped with the F word and I shouldn't have said the F word. And I apologized to my friend and I apologized to the coworker. You know, I'm not saying that we're not going to slip. I'm not going to I'm not saying that, you know, we're not going to get into a store and maybe the uh, 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 the person behind the cashier uh, makes us mad, you know, or we get impatient because, uh, you know, we've been waiting in line long and we may say some things. We may lash out and say something that we shouldn't have said, you know, and again, I'm the first to admit those things happen to me, but I can say this, you know, um, years ago. I was pretty quick on the tongue with uh, customer service reps on the phone. You know, you call because your software is not working or whatever, and you get somebody in another country, nothing against that, but you couldn't understand them because their accent was thick. And so then you get frustrated and upset. And, you know, sometimes I would get ugly, you know, and I'm not saying I'd cuss at them or anything like that. I'm just saying I would just get ugly and snap at them and say smart stuff. And, you know, over the time, and I can, I'll admit, that's, that was Sean Paul three years ago, you know, but I realized over time that is not right. You know, so again, I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect at all times, but again, it should be something that we're striving for. So I can sit here and say this, to this day, I have, perf I have, I have, worked to perfect the way that I speak to people on the phone and deal with customer service reps on the phone. I'm not saying that still I'm not perfect, but again, I can say this. I have worked extremely hard to be able to, to say, please, thank you, and not respond in an ugly way if it's if the phone call's not going my way. I mean, so see, again, don't get down on yourself 
Because you, if you're listening to this message and you're saying, you know, I'm a horrible person. I'm not this holy person that Sean says that I should be. Just start striving to make these changes in your life. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you make changes that you need to make and help you recognize the changes that you need to make. I promise you the Holy Spirit will do so. I promise you the Holy Spirit will help you do so. And I promise you that you will see the changes in your life that, to where you can see that you're gaining victory. So see, that's what the Lord wants. He wants to see a pure heart of you wanting to chase holiness in your life and to make the changes that you need to make. Amen? So there are two reasons why believers are to live a whole, holy lives. The Word of God says that you will not see the Lord if you are not holy. So see, I'm trying to encourage you to live a holy life because I want you to see God. I want you to see the Lord. Amen? So let's go ahead and look at the scripture. It says, Hebrews 12, 14, 15, it says, Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you and corrupting many. Amen. So again, not only should we be working to live a holy life, again, that's just kind of what I said earlier, we should be working towards living a holy life, amen? So, and then also it encourages, encourages each of us to encourage each other to live a holy life. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm encouraging you to live a holy life. And, and, and you know, sadly, there will be many believers in Christ that will brush this off and say, it cannot mean what it says. Yes, it means exactly what it says. You know, there's a lot of sloppy grace messages out there giving people this persona, this 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 feeling like you can live any life you want and you can still make it to heaven. You know, and I don't want to get into this message about losing your salvation, but I am definitely someone that believes that the word of God is clear that you can lose your salvation right here. Verse 15, look after each other so that none of you who believers in Christ, that's who they're addressing, that's who they're speaking to, fails to receive the grace of God. I mean, what's the grace of God? Grace of God, part of grace of God is our eternal salvation. I mean, so it's saying fails to receive the grace of God. It clearly said in verse 14 that if you don't live a holy life, you will not see the Lord. So I'm just telling you that that part of being a believer in Christ Jesus is walking this out and helping others walk it out as well. Amen. So it's sharing the word in love, encouraging the body of Christ in love. Amen. So then finally, no, this should not be life-shaking, and we'll talk about that next time. So it's nothing to be fearful about. You know, I was talking about, uh, we got a few minutes here, I was talking to a pastor, a friend of mine, and he was telling me that he hears so many people thinking that they're losing their salvation, you know, because of their lifestyle. I'm telling you right now, I've been doing this for 33 years, I've been in some pretty dark, ugly things in my 33-year walk with the Lord. And not one moment did I ever think that I lost my salvation. No, I've just always learned this. If I get into something ugly and do something dumb, I run 
to my Father God immediately. And I've learned that from the get-go. And because of that, I believe that I have maintained a wonderful, beautiful relationship with the Lord. And I have never, ever thought that I lost my salvation. Now, have I thought that I could be walking towards that direction? Absolutely. But I've never, ever thought that I lost my salvation because I don't live in the fear of that because I know my heart. My heart is chasing after God, continually fine-tuning myself, continually looking at my life and saying, these are some adjustments that I need to make and I make those adjustments. Well, anyway, we're out of time, so let's go ahead and pray. Father, I just praise you and thank you for those that are listening. I praise you and thank you that you are helping them to live a life of holiness in Jesus' mighty name. And finally, let's go ahead and pray for those that are listening, may not have accepted Christ in their heart. It's a simple prayer for you that are listening right now. You simply say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive my sins. I believe you shed your blood upon the cross for my salvation. And I thank you that my, my sins are washed away. I believe that you went to the grave and you rose again three days later. And now I am asking you to be a part of my life, the Lord of my life, the King of my life. And thank you, Lord, that now I have eternal life. I have salvation. And I ask you to help me be discipled in you. Show me a church that I need to go serve in and to 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 be discipled in. And thank you, Lord, that now I have eternal life. In Jesus' my name, amen. Well, God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening. And make sure you stay tuned. We are coming to a close close on this intimacy, developing intimacy with God. But we definitely still have a few more messages left. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.